Hello, hello, welcome in everyone. Kevin Hissong here with Rain Over Money. And today's episode is maximizing credit card rewards. This is uh, one that I've been looking forward to for a long time and uh, unfortunately it took me a little longer this week to get to it than I wanted to, uh, but wanted to put the time in, do a little extra research to kind of make sure I was current on, on some things because this does change from time to time. Uh, but hey, this is gonna be a fun one. This is one where uh, you know we get away from, from talking about the budgets and the finances and retirement and things down the road and talk about something that can, uh, can impact you fairly immediately uh, if you follow through on some steps. So let's jump right into it. Uh, I'm gonna monitor myself on the time here. I, I thought this may go an hour, but, but hopefully we won't go that long. We can knock it out maybe 45 minutes or so. I do wanna be as detailed as possible to walk you all through this. So let's jump into it, maximizing credit card rewards. Um, everyone's probably got a credit card nowadays. And you know, credit cards are these, uh, these things that can be quite dangerous. Uh, I have used the analogy, they are like a very sharp surgeon's knife. And in the hand of a surgeon, they can be a wonderful thing. In the hand of a rookie, they can be uh, very bloody. <laughs> and that's kind of how credit cards are. Um, you know, I, I think first and foremost, you've got to enter this thinking um, you've, you've got to pay your credit cards off monthly. Uh, carrying a balance is just, it's, it's severe. It's, it, the interest rates are huge. They're only getting higher and higher with current interest rates out there. And you don't want to play that game. The balance transfers from one to another. You just got to pay it off. And, and if, if you're carrying a balance on credit cards, uh, you know, I'm going to say, I don't think this is for you. Uh, this is for someone who wants to, um, it's really an extension. Like, like I said, we treat it as an extension of our, uh, of our bank accounts. What it does for us is it affords us to kind of go a month extra out with, with purchases and, and items. So groceries and things like that, we're putting them on the credit card this month. We're not actually paying for them out of our bank account till next month. Uh, so everything's kind of a month in arrears, yeah, if you will. So yeah, you've, you've got to pay the credit cards off and, and I don't want to be the one here to, to sit here on this podcast and video cast and everything and say, uh, I told you to use credit cards, but if you are willing to follow these steps, you can definitely reap some benefits because the visas and the MasterCards of the world have made a lot of money off consumers over the years and continue to make a lot of money off consumers. And uh, now's our chance, uh, if you follow these steps, to really reap some benefits. Because I'll tell you, I mean, credit card companies, um, unless I'm missing something here, aren't making anything off me uh, and our family. But we are making quite a bit off them in terms of the savings generated through uh, mostly travel. And, you know, there's a lot of different credit card rewards out there. I'm going to focus primarily on travel because that's a huge expense. Uh, yes, you can say that, you know, there's credit cards for everything. If you're not a traveler, you know, there's credit cards out there for everything. Gas, which is a big deal right now. Obviously, gas, groceries, big deal with inflation. Uh, you can get cards that pay you back for gas, pay you back for, for groceries, you know, whatever your focus may be. But I know a lot of people uh, want to travel and want to travel more, but, but traveling is expensive. And I'm going to go through some of the numbers uh, just to give an example uh, of how much we saved. And it's, it's huge. It's, it's mind blowing how much we've saved over the last few years instituting uh, kind of this, this aggressive credit card um, 
plan that I have done. Now, you don't have to go full-blown aggressive like I've done. Uh, you can pick and choose. And I'm going to kind of tell you ones if you just kind of want to step into this and get your feet wet with it, what are a couple of good options to look at, uh, and then kind of go forward from there. So let's start. Um, first off, I want to give complete props to, to another podcast out there um, that really got me interested in, in well, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, credit card hacking, rewards hacking, whatever it is. Uh, and I learned a lot from them. And then I just kind of took it on my own and, and kind of went from there and learned a lot on my own. Uh, but the podcast is called choosefi.com, C-H-O-O-S-E-F-I.com. And the FI stands for Financial Independence. Great podcast. Uh, they talk about a lot of different things, a lot of different interviews, uh, whereas mine's kind of solo for the time being. But uh, they've been doing this a long time. They've been doing it, I want to say, I, I don't even know, actually. I don't know how long they've been doing it. Tons of episodes out there. So choosefi.com, give them a referral. They are fantastic. And uh, that, that's kind of where I got my start with this. But if you go around a lot of podcasts, a lot of people will talk about these things. But hey, you've come to me and I want to uh, kind of lay it all out there for you. So the first thing we're going to talk about are the rules of engagement. Getting into this, these are the things you need to know regarding credit cards. Now, you know, in talking to some people, uh, that were interested in this episode and said, yeah, I've been looking for a credit card. We've had a, you know, a Delta card or American Express card or something for 10 years. And, you know, it was great at one time, but we don't use it that much anymore. So whether you've got a credit card and you're looking for a new credit card or, you know, whatever, maybe you're just looking for another credit card, um, this, this, um, these steps will walk you through. So rule, going back to rules of engagement, the first thing you need to know I don't know when this rule was instituted, but an individual uh, can open a maximum of five credit cards in 24 months. Five in 24, that's the rule. You'll see it a lot, five slash 24. Five credit cards to an individual social security number over 24 months. Now notice I said an individual social security number. That's very important for credit card hacking especially if you, if you have a spouse, significant other, uh, that you're going to be doing this with. So you can get five credit cards in 24 months. What that means is you've gotta be organized. Um, maybe go back, if you've got a couple credit cards, find out when you open them, uh, just so you know when your 24 month period is over for the different cards, because as soon as one falls off, you can then get another one. And uh, I, like everything else, I've got a spreadsheet and I kind of track our, um, our, our start dates, uh, our active dates, close dates, if we closed them, annual fees, what the bonuses are, things like that. And we'll get into bonuses and annual fees and everything in a minute. But five and 24. And notice I said individual. That means we don't talk a lot about small businesses here, but myself, I have a, an LLC. Um, I can open more cards on my LLC. So I think I've done five and 24 months um, as has my wife, and then I've done two on my LLC. So that doesn't count towards the individual card. Business cards that you can open under your LLC um, are, are a great option as well, because a lot of times the business cards offer more bonus points and better bonuses, although they tend to have some, some higher annual fees, uh, but just something to, to know there. Uh, so we've hit the five and 24 business cards don't count. The next step, and this was the one that I had always made a mistake on, you know, because years and years ago, you know, even I, I think I had a Delta American Express card. And when I was traveling a lot for work, Marriott cards, 
Um, but I would always add my wife as, as a registered user on the card because that's one thing they'll ask. How many cards do you want? Uh, do you want to add someone else to the card? And the answer is no, you do not want to do that. What you want to do, and I'm talking to those that are couples at this point, you know, if you're an individual by yourself, standalone, yes, open your card. You don't need to add another user. But if it's a husband and wife or, or spouses, significant others, whatever it may be, um, you want to apply and open your card and your spouse should do the same. I'm just going to use spouse, but obviously I mean, mean any, anyone that's, that's doing this together. Um, you can open them. You can have two cards, essentially. So myself, I go up, I open a Chase Sapphire Preferred card. Let's say the bonus is $50,000. i am going to spend what I need to spend over those few months, and I get a $50,000 bonus. My wife, at the same time, is going to apply for a card. She's going to get her Sapphire card, and you know we'll mix up the spending, some on mine, some on hers, and eventually we'll both hit it. And boom, we both got 50,000 points. Instead of if I just got the card, put her on as a registered user, you know, we, we get our spend and we do our spend. Great, I get 50,000 points, but that's it. Um, so you don't wanna do that. You wanna look at this as the card is for you and the card is for significant other spouse so you can maximize and both get the points. Now the next question becomes, you know, Kevin, you're saying all this uh, and you're saying, you know, five cards in 24 months. What about my credit score? Yes, uh, credit score is very important and you know, everyone should know their credit score. Uh, you, you can obviously get a free credit report. You can always get a free credit report. Uh, there, there's websites out there uh, where you can get that. I think it's a little tougher to find your credit score, but you should know what your credit score is. Even if you've got to pay a little bit to get it. Um, it, it applied to cards, every time you apply for a card, there is an inquiry into your credit. And anytime there's an inquiry into your credit, that does drop your credit score slightly. And, and seriously, I mean slightly. Uh, I've done the five cards over 24 months, never carried a balance, never had a late fee, never had a late payment. And I would say over 24 months, my, my um, credit score is pretty much right back to where it was when I started this journey. So um, it will initially knock you down a few steps. Like, you know, if you're an 800, maybe it'll knock you down to 750. But over time, if you're making the on-time payments and everything, you'll be back up to 800 in no time. Now, if you're, if you're lower, if you maybe struggled with credit in the past, maybe you're a little more concerned about your credit score, then I would not recommend jumping into getting the five cards in 24 months or even multiple cards for that matter. I would start out small. Uh, as I mentioned, we've got some, some good ones just for starters out here that you can reap some good benefits from, uh, but just start out small. Don't, don't go crazy with it and, and see how you do with it and make sure that eventually you're building that credit up because you definitely want to be in the seven, 800 range, uh, if you can get there. So that's all I'll say on that. Uh, if you're, if you're ever in, I would say, don't worry about it if you've got a very good credit score, but if you are worried about it all, then just don't do it. I, I don't, I'm, I'm definitely not, I don't want to be responsible uh, for, for sending people into, into bad credit scores. Uh, but just know that um, for the most part, just getting a credit card does not affect your credit. that much. Um, the nice thing also is with these credit cards, as I mentioned, five over 24 months, a lot of the times you're going to get a credit card bonus if you spend a certain amount in one month or three months, it's usually a dollar amount you have to spend within three months. That's usually how it works. Um, and once you get that bonus, there's usually a certain amount of time before you can get another bonus to that credit card. 
uh, and, and usually it's specifically that credit card because I've gotten multiple bonuses from Chase in the last two years um, and Capital One for that matter, which by the way, I think are the two best options. But uh, you know, there's Wells Fargo, American Express, there's a bunch of others out there and they're fine as well. Uh, but you can, so let's say uh, I get my card today, uh, 5,000 in three months or whatever, you get your bonus. And then 24 months later, or, or you're at a period 18 to 20 months later that you can get a new credit card and that same credit card is offering a good bonus. You can cancel the card you currently have. And then a lot of times you can reapply for a new card and obtain that bonus. You do have to look at the fine print because a lot of the times the bonuses will say, um, you know, can't this bonus cannot be granted if you've received a bonus from a similar card within 12 months or 24 months or, or three years. Usually it's like 12 or 24 months. So just keep that in mind. But one thing I will say about credit cards is you do need to take the time a little bit to read the fine print because in the fine print, there's some good and bad stuff. Uh, like I said, the bad stuff is how long till you can get another bonus from that card. But the good things are there's a lot of other benefits to these credit cards that are the, that the devils are kind of in the details. Uh, that you can obtain it as, as well. And, and things that I was surprised at uh, that we've been able to take advantage of too. So, and I'll get into those in a minute. But those are the big things, rules of engagement. Five cards in 24 months, does not count for a business card, never add a registered user. You know, if you're doing this with somebody else, they get their own separate card, have good credit, always pay your card off, don't carry a balance, shouldn't affect your credit that much if you have a good credit score. Got to stay organized, track these credit cards, understand how many you have, uh, maybe even when the due dates are, because that's the other thing too, is from a budget standpoint, having multiple due dates and everything, uh, going back to one of my first episodes when I was talking about the, the looking forward bank account register that I use on Excel, it really helps in these situations because I know when my credit cards are coming due and, and when my payments are set up and everything, and each time my credit card payments are set up, I'll kind of check it off so I know what I'm doing. So. That's the deal. Now, let's get into the fun part. And the fun part is how do we get these credit card rewards and how do we maximize them? I think that the golden goose, the greatest travel reward that's out there, and I am currently in the midst of using it, uh, our entire family is cur in, currently in the midst of using it, is the Southwest Companion Pass. Um, you may cringe a little bit when you when I say Southwest uh, because they've been in the news lately. They had some issues, uh, you know, a month or two ago. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I fly Southwest a lot. I love Southwest. I've never had any issues. You know, maybe there's been a delayed flight here or there, um, but you know, they they definitely had a debacle. They they had a complete logistical debacle uh, a couple months ago. And here's what I'll say to that is. <laughs> I would be real surprised if Southwest has anything like that ever again, because they are so much under the microscope right now, right now that I think they're, they're going above and beyond to service and make sure that things uh, are working good. So I've, I've got full faith in Southwest. We just came back from a trip a week or so ago and everything was on time and ran smooth. Um, and I also say another thing about Southwest, it's great is the bags fly free. I mean, everyone gets a bag. You've got all these different groups, the Deltas, the Americans, Uniteds of the world, uh, domestically that, you know, charge for bags. It just adds an extra cost of things. But Southwest has made it so easy from a reward standpoint, from earning points, and this companion pass is just, it's mind blowing how great this companion pass is. So with Southwest, here's the thing. Um, as it stands right now, 
I mean, I had to earn my companion pass. You, you had to accumulate. So the way companion pass works is you've got to earn 135,000. This is for 2023, calendar year 2023. You've got to earn 135,000 rapid rewards points in the calendar year to qualify for companion pass for the entire following year. What they're doing right now, uh, I know this is with their Chase credit cards. I can't speak to any others because I, I love Chase credit cards. But Chase is giving away companion pass. Uh, and I, I've never seen this before. <laughs> it's fantastic. So here's the deal. This offer ends. So if you're looking for a credit card, this is something you, you do kind of want to hop on pretty, pretty quick. Offer ends on uh, March 13th. And I've got some notes over here if you're looking on the video and see me looking over here. But um, offer ends March 13th. You've got to apply. Um, if you spend, or let's say you apply by March 13th, and you spend $4,000 on this credit card in the first three months that you have. Now, let's talk about spend for a minute. My wife and I, we converted to only using credit cards years and years ago. We were one of the first. We, we, dropped cable. we were one of the first to drop cable, drop phones, and, and drop using our bank account for transactions. We just, hey, that's what we like to do. That's why we ran over our money. Um, but we put all of our spend on credit cards, and it could be anywhere from seven to $10,000 a month uh, between budget and, and everything else that goes in. And then obviously we pay that with the, with the bank money in the next month. So for us, a $4,000 spend is, is laughable. We can do that in a month easily. But you know, depending on how you use credit cards, um, I would say don't, don't jump, don't go all in all at once and say we're only gonna use credit cards. It's something you definitely gotta get used to. Uh, because again, you got to stay organized or else you're going to end up missing a payment or whatnot. And it's, it's going to be uh, uh, extra fees on you, interest uh, rate charges, and also it's going to hurt your credit score if you don't pay off your credit card. So, but getting back to this, if you spend $4,000 in the first three months, you will get companion pass on Southwest. You'll also get 30000 Rapid rewards points. And the rapid rewards points are for yourself if you're traveling. So let's say I'm going on a trip from, from Louisville, Kentucky to Denver. Uh, I pull up the, the flight. It looks like it's going to cost me $600. On the Southwest site, if you've never used it before, you can, instead of dollar signs, you can click the points tab and it will show you how much it costs in points. Um, so let's say that flight from Louisville to Denver round trip costs 29,000 points. Well, you're getting 30,000 reward points just for doing this, 4,000 spent in the first three months. That flight will be free. You will pay, I think it's like $11.20. Uh, it's like $5.60 each way you have to pay in, in, um, in taxes. But that's all you pay. If, if you use your points for a Southwest flight, um, $11.20 is all you're going to pay round trip. So that's for you. You, know, you can use reward points to pay for your own flight. The, the, the companion pass comes in for anyone you want. And here's the rules with companion pass. You can change who your companion is three times during the time that you have a companion pass. Um, so let's say, you know, let's say you're single, uh, you got a best friend and then you got another best friend and, and you got your mom. Uh, you can use all three of them as your companion throughout the year. It's very easy on the website to set it up. But the great thing about companion passes, once you get it, 
your companion flies free with you wherever you go. So regardless of if you pay cash for the flight or use points for the flight, your companion will fly for the total of $11.20 round trip. That's how much it costs. I will give you an example of how this works. If you go out, uh, we're going to we're going on spring break to uh, to San Juan, Puerto Rico, and that's another thing I like about Southwest is they've they've started to broaden their flights. Uh, Southwest has great flights if you're just looking to travel domestically, uh, but also down to the islands, Caribbean. They've got great flights. Mexico, Costa Rica. Um, I mean, we've done we've done uh, Turks and Caicos, Jamaica, um, with with um, with Southwest. It's been fantastic. So. Lots of options to choose from, and probably the, the one that people do a lot is Hawaii. Because uh, if you can get a companion pass to go out to Hawaii for $11.20, uh, that's fantastic. Whether you live in LA or you live in New York, that, that's a huge savings. But here's what we're doing. Spring break, San Juan, Puerto Rico. If you look at the prices right now, each flight is about $1,200. $1,200 a flight. There's four of us. You do the math, we're talking $4,800 if all four of us were to fly down to Puerto Rico. Uh, we got in a little less than that earlier in the year, so it wasn't that bad. But that's what it would be if we tried to book it. So my wife and I had enough Southwest reward points that our flights were free. We paid $11.20 each. We both have companion pass. My son flies with me as my companion. My daughter flies with my wife as companion. That $4,800 flight we paid a total of $44.80. And that's just San Juan. We've done that. Uh, this will be the fifth, I want to say the fifth trip we've done with our family since we've had Companion Pass. So again, as I said, we've saved over $8,000 in travel the last couple of years. A lot of it has been on flights. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. So there's two components to it. It's the companion pass, I think it's pretty easy to understand. Once you get companion pass, that person can fly free with you. You've still got to get yourself there and get your ticket first off. And it's using points or, or paying cash. And the great thing with a credit card, if you have a rapid rewards credit card, is every dollar you spend on whatever you spend, you're going to get credit card points for that. Uh, you will see if you go out to apply the breakdown, if you actually buy a Southwest ticket with a credit card, you get multiples of points. Uh, there's some other options out there. If it's travel related, you get more points and that's like $1 for every point. So you can easily start to stack up points at 30,000 bonus points to start. And then your additional spending, you could easily get 50, 60,000, uh, points in, in rapid rewards. And I will say for a round trip flight, it's pretty much my experience. You're talking low end 25,000, high end 45,000 for a round trip flight. Just so you get a gauge of what it is. Um, and again, with the current situation that's set up, you get companion pass through February 28th, 2024. So there's a little bit of downside to that. And that's kind of the little gotcha that they're doing right now with this. Is you only get companion pass once you spend your $4,000 in the first three months. So let's say it takes you two or three months to spend that $4,000. You're not actually going to get your companion pass until uh june or whatever but once you spend and get it you get it and you can start booking right away and then you can add that companion pass but you're really only going to get it for about a seventh eighth month period it's still cool that they're giving it away and that you don't have to earn 135,000 points so it's a great way to start um 
If you don't want the companion pass that way, you can pass on this offer and do what we did. And, and there's a reason for this because you get the companion pass faster and, and or not faster, you get it for a longer period of time. Uh, I'm going to do another episode near the end of the year. And the reason for that is if you don't take advantage of this one, um, and Southwest is offering better bonus points because I think when we did it, it was a 70,000 point bonus for Southwest. So each, myself and my wife, we did our spend, we got 70,000 bonus points. And then just with the spend over time, we had some big expenses come through. We earned enough points to actually hit companion pass. And we got our credit cards right at the beginning of the year. And I think we hit uh, the mark to get companion pass by like the middle of February. And so the great thing about that is if you do the pure earn of companion pass and don't do it the way this offers doing it, if you just earn your uh, companion pass, it starts as soon as you hit it. And, and that first year is a freebie. You get it that entire first year, but it's really the next year that you get it. So we've essentially, by the time this is all said and done at the end of um, the end of this year, we will have had companion pass for almost two years and we've been able to take total advantage of it. So that's a way to max it out is to start your credit card journey right at the beginning of the year and, and start earning towards um, your, your companion pass. Again, the downside to that is the, the upside is you've got a longer period with companion pass. The downside is it's a little tougher to earn companion pass because you've got to earn all the points. Southwest is just not giving it to you. So I think what they're doing right now is a great way for people to dive in. Let's say you've got some travel you wanna do at the end of this year or some travel around the holidays you wanna do coming up. Uh, this is a great way to get some free flights, uh, especially if you've got a couple kids um, or, or um, you know, so, some others you wanna take with you, that would be fantastic. So take advantage of that. Hey, if there's a way to refer people out there, tell them I referred you. I'll take any, uh, any referral I can get, Kevin Hissong. H-I-S-S-O-N-G, appreciate it. So <laughs> that is Southwest. Oh, and there was a $69 annual fee. It, that's not a big annual fee, $69. I'm okay to pay $69 for saving a gazillion dollars on flights. But just so you know that there is an annual fee that will happen every year until you cancel that credit card. Uh, but you don't wanna cancel that credit card. Uh, I wouldn't cancel that credit card until your companion pass is expired because in the fine print, it may say if you cancel that credit card, your companion pass goes away. So just hold on to it until your companion pass expires if that's the route you go. And there's a couple of different versions of the Chase um, uh, Southwest cards out there that's giving away um, the companion pass if you're out on the Southwest website. Um, I would recommend just the, the Rapid Rewards Plus I was looking at a comparison of the, of the three that were out there, and I think that's the best option to choose from. It's the low-end option, and I don't think the benefits um, outweigh the cost of the other ones. So just go out again. Go out to chase.com, search for credit cards, or just type in Southwest Rapid Rewards credit cards, and you'll, uh, you'll get information on that. So that's great specifically for Southwest. Um, I love Southwest. Um, you know, if you're, uh, depending on where you live, you know, Chicago has a United, uh, but also, you know, you've got you've got Midway up there uh, that flies Southwest a lot. But if you're, a, you know, a Delta person, United person, American person, British Airways, whatever, everyone's got a credit card out there. They all work pretty much the same. I'm not aware of anyone else that offers companion pass like that. That that's just why I, I'm in with Southwest. And I'll give you a couple other pieces of of advice just from years of, of traveling. 
uh, with, with airfare because I know a lot of people, you know, the thing is, if there's any airfare, any air, airport issues, uh, airline issues, anything, we hear about it now. We hear about every little thing that's gone wrong. We don't hear about the eight gazillion flights a day that go off without a hitch, but we hear about all the lines and lost luggage and this and that. But, you know, it, here's a couple tips if you're not a big traveler or, or, you know, thinking about doing this and getting back out the flying. A couple things I'll recommend is if you're on the east and you're going west, try to get your connection out west. In other words, fly through Denver, fly through Phoenix, fly through Houston, get out of the east. Uh, there's just, there's more traffic in the east. Uh, there's more potential for weather in the east, especially in the winter. Um, so that, that, that's just one piece of advice. The other piece of advice is to fly early in the morning. I know everyone hates getting up super early, but you have such a better chance of getting out and going uh, by flying early in the morning. Uh, especially in the, I'll say in the summertime. In the summertime, thunderstorms, when they roll in, usually roll in, in, in the afternoon. Uh, I've been stuck many a times in the Northeast as storms have rolled through. <laughs> I've actually seen a tornado on the tarmac before in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, fun stuff. So um, yeah, try and fly early. You'll you'll have less disruptions. Usually if your first flight there, first flight in the morning, your, your plane's already going to be there. So you know you're going to get out. So just a couple pieces of advice that, uh, that I would say um, to look for. Now, moving on from the chase, we, we've maybe solved some options for airfare here. There is also, you know, Marriott is fantastic. I, I like Marriott over, there's IHG, there's, um, there's Wyndham. Marriott for the, the breadth and depth of, of um, resorts and hotels that they have now between Ritz-Carlton's and, and the Westons that they have. There's just so many options with Marriott now and the Bonvoy program uh, is their rewards program. It's fantastic as well. There's also credit cards uh, for Marriott for Bonvoy as well. So if, you know, hotels are your next option you're looking to take care of, uh, that's what we do. We, we've got the Southwest card, we've got the Marriott cards, and then we've kind of got our catch-all cards, which I'll get into, which is the, the Chase Sapphire Preferred, which is the best all-around card, I think. Um, but from a hotel standpoint, I think it's really hard to go against Marriott unless you really have something against them. Their rewards program is very easy. It's very easy to transfer points. You can transfer points to your spouse, significant other as well. Same thing with Southwest. It does cost, they charge a little bit now on Southwest to do it, but you can transfer points to your to your significant other uh, if they need points or whatnot. It's, it's a nice way, especially if you're going at this in tandem uh, to get your free stays. Very easy to get free stays at the hotels. I mean, hotels can be anywhere from 15 to 20,000 points if you're staying at a Spring Hill Suites or an airport uh, courtyard inn or whatever, all the way up to, you know, a couple hundred thousand points if you're staying at uh, Ritz-Carlton's in Maui or whatnot. So. Uh, Marriott, definitely take a look at that. Usually everything works the same way. After you spend a certain amount of money, you're going to get your bonus um, bonus points for Marriott. You'll even maybe get some free stays out of it. I know my, when my wife did it, she got like 75,000 points plus five free stays. Uh, the five free stays couldn't be for anything that were more than 40,000 points. So they weren't for the high-end hotels, but they've been great for, for when we're staying by an airport or you know flying out early the next morning. It's nice to kind of have those, those smaller hotel options. You're not always going to be staying at the high-end places. So just kind of something to think about as well. Uh, but again, Marriott can't be beat for that. 
works the same. Just watch your annual fees. Uh, if you're paying an annual fee, usually you're getting a little bit more for a card. Uh, most cards will be under $100. I'd say that's the average for a, for a fairly good card. Uh, there's only one card I have that has a, a much higher fee, but I'll get into that in a second. So we kind of co covered the, the, the travel side of it. And, and again, I hope you see how if you're working in tandem with someone here, this is the way to do it. Um, but even if you're doing it by yourself, you can rack up points in a hurry if you convert to using credit cards uh, for a lot of your purchases. The next card is the catch-all card. And again, all these cards I'm talking about are offered through Chase. <clears throat> there are rapid rewards cards, I'm sure, offered through Wells, Fargo, and, and American Express, and, and others as well. I do love Chase. And then the next card I'm going to talk about is the Chase Sapphire Preferred. This is you know, not affiliated with Marriott, not affiliated. It's just a Chase card. But Sapphire Preferred is the, the best all-around card for Chase. Because what Chase has done is they've created their whole world out there. Um, they have their own portal. So Chase points are very valuable. And if you've never used it before, it, it's something to get accustomed to. The Chase Travel Portal is fantastic. And Chase Portal Partners are fantastic. Let me give you a quick comparison here of who Chase works with. This means you can use your Chase points with all these different partners. Uh, British Airways, Emirates, United, Air France, JetBlue, IHG on the hotel side, Marriott on the hotel side, Hyatt, Wyndham. Um, as opposed to Capital One, the main ones I found with Capital One were Wyndham, Air France, British Airways. Um, so I think Chase gives you a lot more flexibility if you're looking for different options. Maybe you want to go overseas, and obviously Southwest doesn't fly overseas. Uh, maybe you want to take a British Airways flight or, or whatnot or United. Uh, there's definitely some options there for going overseas. So that's why I like Chase Sapphire Preferred. And anyone you pretty much talk to that, that does any of these rewards um, shows, th this is usually the go-to card to start with. And this was actually, I think, the first card I got uh, before I got the, the Southwest Companion Pass. Um, what I like about so $95 annual fee. What they have set up right now is you get 60,000 chase points if you spend $4,000 in three months. And, and again, I think you see how this goes now. Spend a certain amount in a certain amount of time, <clears throat> excuse me, you get your 60,000 points. What's cool about the Chase Sapphire points is, okay, I make that spend, I hit my bogey for that, I get my 60,000 points. Um, I can transfer that, the 60,000 points, dollar for dollar over to Southwest if I want. I can transfer them to Marriott if I want, or I can book directly through the Chase portal. And if I book directly through the Chase portal, I get 125% um, what would you call it? 125% reward on my points. So in other words, those 6,000 points, if it was a dollar for dollar would be $600 worth. If you book through Chase, they bump that up and you get $750 worth of points. So if you find a flight for United and you've got 60,000 chase points and that United flight is $748, you've actually got enough if you book it through the chase portal. That's the gotcha there, is you've got to book it through the chase portal. If you're using Southwest, if you're using Marriott, you're going to their websites. I know this gets a little confusing and feel free to shoot me a note at uh, uh, contact at rainovermoney.com. If you've got any questions on this or, you know, post me a note on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. 
I'll walk you through it. It's not that confusing once you get used to how the inner workings work, but I wanna make sure you get the most out of your, most bang for your buck. So Chase Sapphire Preferred is is awesome, um, with it, but it does have the $95 annual fee. And as I said before, there is a referral program going on. So I would get 15,000 bonus points if you would mention, if you sign up for a Chase card that you heard it from Kevin Hissong, H-I-S-S-O-N-G. Appreciate that. Anyways, that's how that works. So Chase Sapphire Preferred, fantastic card, uh, most bang for your buck, $95 annual fee. I did mention that if you wanna tiptoe into this, there's kind of a nice one for beginners. How does this sound? You spend $500, you get $200 back. And that $200 can be ETF or transferred right to your bank account. That's a pretty good deal. That's what's going on with the Chase Freedom Unlimited or Chase Freedom Flex. This was one of the first cards we did as well. Very simple to use. There's no annual fee. So if you're concerned about the annual fee, you know, this, this takes care of that. And what's nice as well is you're starting to earn Chase points. So with Chase Freedom Unlimited, you spend $500 in your first three months. So again, a great way to tiptoe in, $500 only spend in the first three months. You'll get $200 back. And that money, again, can be transferred directly to your bank account, or you can use it as a statement credit to pay off your, your credit card. Either way works. Also, anytime you're making a purchase, you're getting Chase points. So I mentioned that Chase portal before and how the Chase portal works. Um, Sapphire preferred points are more valuable, but through Chase Freedom and Chase Freedom Flex, uh, you will get points as well for Chase and you can use the Chase portal or you can tra transfer those points to Southwest or Marriott or whatnot. So still very valuable. You're kind of getting two things there. You're getting the cash bonus and you're getting the Chase points. So nice couple options there. And again, confirming, I get a little credit for it. Um, so gosh, that's that's really what I wanted to cover with that. I, I talked a lot about Chase. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about it. Just to review everything we've talked about to this point. Person, an individual can get five credit cards in 24 months. Business cards do not count. You and your spouse, you and your significant other can get the same card, apply for it separately, does not count towards, it counts towards your own five, doesn't count towards each other. So you could in, in tune do 10 cards in 24 months. Never add a registered user, have good credit or work towards getting good credit before you start and make sure you pay off your credit cards, do not carry a balance that will affect your credit. Uh, try and find your credit score and definitely check out your, your credit report from time to time. Stay organized, keep track of everything, build yourself an Excel spreadsheet, build yourself a fun travel spreadsheet, whatever it is, you know, where, where you're wanting to go, track your points, whatever. It's, it's fun to do because it, it's fun to travel, I, I think. Uh, and then you can cancel anytime with these cards and then you can, in, a, in most cases, reapply later. Rapid Rewards offering the Companion Pass, but you've got to apply by uh, March 13th. Uh, it's nice, but it's a short period for uh, Companion Pass. If you're gonna wait, uh, there is another option to um, go through with that. Um, other thing I'll say with the Companion Pass, if you wanna go a different route, you can go towards uh, waiting on the Companion Pass do it right at the beginning of the year. I'll do another talk right at the end of the year to kind of get you prepped for that, to see where we're at so you can maximize 
that time frame. So it's it's nice to even if you're thinking about planning for it, um, nice to just kind of be thinking about that. Marriott, fantastic program with the Chase Marriott Bonvoy cards, and then I think the the granddaddy of the most general card is the Chase Sapphire Preferred, and then you've got the Chase Freedom Flex or Unlimited uh, Freedom Unlimited as well. Last thing I'll say about the credit cards as a whole is Capital One. Capital One does things a little bit differently. Uh, you see a lot of commercials, Samuel Jackson, What's in Your Wallet, Jennifer Garner, all of them. Yeah, they're great. Uh, and I like Capital One too. Capital One does things a little differently. You earn points through them. I've got a Capital One Venture X card. Um, I actually pay quite a bit. I pay like $395 annually for it. Uh, but what I get is a $350 voucher for travel if I book through the Capital One site. So similar to the Chase portal, Capital One has also built their same travel portal. They just don't have as many partners to choose from, uh, but that was a nice deal because I knew we were gonna be taking a trip and I could utilize um, that, that spend on a couple things. Because one thing you can also use it on is rental cars and rental cars are expensive. And that's the one thing I have never, I, I haven't seen anything good on a rental car credit card, uh, but man, that's that's the one piece to travel that can be very expensive is if you're running a car for a week or two, uh, whew, that, that can be a lot. So I think that's, that's one reason I earmarked uh, Capital One. And the nice thing about Capital One as well, even if you don't book through the website, is their points, anytime you travel, the points you've accumulated can go and offset any travel that's on the credit card. So we were just out in Vegas and we stayed a couple of days at Red Rock Resort and you know it was like $600. And um, I'll be able with my Capital One points to wipe out that $600 that we stayed at the, at the Red Rock Resort. So in, in essence, that hotel was free. It's just done um, kind, of, kind of on the, on the back end in that I had to earn the points and then I'll go back and get a credit for those points as well. Very easy to do. Capital One's very easy to work with. The points are just done a little differently. And again, they just don't quite have the synced up partners as Chase does, with, especially with, with Southwest and Marriott. But again, if you're not a Southwest or Marriott person, uh, then just go poke around. But more than anything, I want you to understand how the bonuses work, how the spend works, the time you need to do it, and kind of the rules of engagement for doing this. Um, it's fun, folks. It's fun when you get into it. As long as you stay organized, and do this, I really feel like we've taken advantage of the uh, of the credit card companies. And I'll say one other thing, and hopefully this doesn't come back to bite me. Um, these benefits, as far as I know, are not taxable. And that kind of surprises me. I, I'm surprised the IRS hasn't got a hold of these yet and, uh, and set them as taxable events. I don't know, but it's fantastic. And I'm gonna keep doing it as long as I can do it <laughs> until they change things on us here. So I just saw that I hit 45 minutes and I think I covered everything I wanted to cover. There's a lot of details here. I'll tell you what I did when I first listened to Choose FI and I did this, I earmarked this. I probably have gone back to their initial travel program and listened to it four or five times before I jumped into things. Just took some notes, jotted some things down, poked around a little bit before I jumped in. Um, but man, it, it really does work. And, and I hopefully I walked you through I didn't get, in, I guess, I envisioned getting maybe a little more detail into it, but I pretty much explained everything I did. I, I got the, the Sapphire Preferred card, then we got the then we got the Southwest cards. We both earned Companion Pass. Then I moved on to Marriott, 
earned the points with that as well and just accumulated a ton of points everywhere. And we've just been traveling for free and discounted for really the last year and a half, at least maybe two years. And it's, it's been fun. It's been really fun. And we're looking forward to, like I said, San Juan here in a couple of weeks. Um, any questions, any comments, uh, any other, you know, things that people have found, as I said, let's, let's make this a community. Find me out there on Twitter. I'm out there all the time, uh, talking with folks. I think the Twitter community is fantastic. Uh, I really do. I found a nice niche of the, uh, we're called the Fin Twits out there. And it's a group of people that are very interested in personal finance and investing. Uh, travel, travel rewards are part of that. So it's a great group. So follow us out there on Twitter, Rain Over Money is the handle. Same thing on Instagram, Rain Over Money. We're going to be putting more content on Instagram here this month. That's my focus. Uh, and also visit the website. We'll have links. To, I'll try and get links to everything I can out there. So if you go to the tools area, on the website, you can find the links. Uh, if you're listening, if you're watching, subscribe, give me a like. Uh, let's keep this going. We're getting some great traction, great traffic, good amount of subscribers and followers, and I'm really enjoying this, folks. And I hope this episode uh, clears some things up for you. Yeah, if I need to, if I get some feedback, I'll uh, I'll pop back on with another uh, quick episode or something to clear anything up that maybe I did not get clear. Um, but But hey, happy hunting. Find the deals out there. Be smart with the credit cards. But, uh, you know, let's, let's take advantage of the, uh, the visas and MasterCards of the world. They've taken advantage of us long enough. I'm Kevin Hissong with Rain Over Money. Thanks so much for joining me for this special uh, travel rewards maximization episode. And we will talk to you real soon. Happy travels, everyone. See you.